hey, happy summer. We're going to talk about sin and suffering and death <laughs> and Catholic stuff. Hey, you haven't heard from us in a few months, but we're coming back strong. I don't Put know. the devil out of your life. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Being Church Podcast. It has been a while. Hey. I'm I'm Tom. I'm Elisa. Uh, Sorry, we've been on like a hiatus. I got married. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Wait, how long have you been married? Uh, It's been like seven weeks. Seven weeks. June 1st. How sweet. Yeah, I went to Steubenville and passed on yeah. the baton of youth ministry to our new guy, Francisco. Maybe we should have him on. Yeah, he's incredible. We need to have him yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's been a busy summer. We're sorry. We didn't forget about you. No, no, no. We're While definitely- I was getting married, I was like, I need to record a podcast. <laughs> That's not true. But, We're but happy we missed, to be back. Yeah, we missed this. Uh, so so real quick, just like a point of housekeeping, the kind of breaking the fourth wall here. Uh, you've noticed that the past couple months, we've been doing one episode a month. And they usually feature one of our awesome parishioners and their stories of faith. We're going to keep doing that. We're going to try and do two episodes a month. One is just going to be me and Elisa kind of talking because we love to talk and we want to keep talking. Uh, And we like to think that people listen to us, but you don't have to. And then the other episode every month is going to be um, some sort of parishioner spotlight, some sort of story uh, from someone here at St. Louis. So we're going to try and uh, go back and and forth between those two things. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, transitions today. Is that cool? Yeah, that's good. We've been uh, we've been going through a lot of transitions here at the parish, but also you and I in our individual lives. Mm-hmm. Um, like your kids are all they're all they're all going to be in school. Oh. I've been at I've been a stay at home mom mostly for fifteen years. That's a long time. Yeah, that's like almost as long as I've been alive, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Tom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I make fun of you. All the time. Age. It's I fine. Know, I shouldn't do that. You That's, and Father Jesse. It's probably a fireable offense, quite honestly. I doubt it. Oh, yeah, probably. It's, <laughs> I probably <laughs> should take it up with HR. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so your kids are all in school. And so you're like yeah, trying to fill your time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, mean for, I have until 245 every day. It's not going to be like that much time. But yeah, it's it's like, OK, it's not it's a little bit of like what now? And I've been talking to Jesus a lot about kind of what now? Yeah, um, because, yeah, I'm still um, Junior and I are still big on me being home when the kids get home and um, just being uh like their primary source of like information and guidance and all of that. So that's still a big, big part of my life, but it is going to look differently. And I am trying to decide really what is my next step, which is, I feel like just a very like privileged place. Like what is my next? I mean, there are people that are like, you know what? I got to put my head down and right. Right. And work. Job and work. Right. Yeah. And I get to be in this really nice place of like, okay, Jesus, like I really want to do good work for you. And so what does that look like? I've got a lot of like, um, I've got a huge heart for justice. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm wondering if like there's something, um, out there for me there. I love to write. So maybe I'll write a book. I don't know. That's you should really, totally write a book. I'd it's read a really, it. It's a because really I'd read it with your voice in mind. <laughs> I would rant in all can the right imagine, places. Can you imagine that audio book? 
Like maybe I should just do an audiobook and that'd not be, write it. That'd be incredible. Oh my gosh, it would be You could have a whole chapter hilarious. on plastic straws. Stop! <laughs> you will he will edit that out. No, no, it's kind of funny. Uh anyway. So um yeah, yeah. So there's been you've been so you've been going through your own transitions. Right. I just got married. Yeah, so what does that look like? Oh, it's so what's great. the big what are some big trans things that you didn't know you so, were gonna have so to So Emily and I have been dating for like a million and a half years, right? Uh-huh. Like we dated in college and it just took me time to like save up money and I still don't have money. So like we probably pushed marriage off longer than it needed to be. It's been amazing to just like be in the same place. Honestly, the driving back and forth up and down I-35 got exhausting. Yeah. And my poor car. <laughs> um, so what so, you're saying here is gas mileage? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and like wear and tear and stuff. Like literally that's where my brain goes. You like, are such a man. <laughs> this is such a man answer. I mean, I'm saving. I'm trying to keep my car, you know, in decent. Anyway. <laughs> so no, honestly, it's just it's really great to be in the same place. And so after we got married, we got married in Kansas City. Yeah. It was just like. It's been like crazy go, go, go for like eight weeks because two weeks before the wedding, we had to go to Kansas City. The family was there. We had to get ready, get married. Father James, Father Doug and Deacon Will came up, so which awesome. was amazing. Uh, Father James said the wedding and it was just everyone was like, his homily was so great. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It's fine. It's all the same. Theosis, you know. Oh. Uh, no, he did a wonderful job. And... Then we went to Rome for our honeymoon, which was cool. Like, touched hands with the Pope, and, like, it, we did the whole thing. It was awesome. Got back, moved into my tiny one-bedroom apartment, went back to work, found a new place, just moved last week. Like, oh, did you really? Like, yeah. I didn't know that. Which is great. It's yeah. a really nice... It's a cool condo. It's up north. It's awesome. We get a little backyard. It's great. But, like, I had to move all week. All this big stuff because she can't because she was working. Yeah. And uh, so it's just been like, go, go, go. And like, we really haven't had a chance to settle yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I'm sound like I'm complaining. No. But I'm not because it's You're the listening. best thing in the world to like do this with your best friend. Yeah. And I mean, you know. We're learning how to like treat each other. Like in the morning, I'm like, hey, good morning. What's up? And she's like, just leave me alone for like 20 minutes. I love her. Like, I need my coffee. (laughs) And then she leaves and goes to work early. And I'm like, I'm so lonely now. Like, I'm bored. I need something to do. Like, I need a dog to keep me when she's gone. Here we go. (laughs) So, okay. So, Elisa transitioned, Tom transitioned, and then St. Louis, the larger parish. Yeah, right. So, uh, Father James is uh, now 100% vicar general of uh, the Austin Diocese, which is, wow, that's yeah. so cool. We've welcomed Father Matthew. and Who's so just awesome. He, he is so awesome. So and awesome. he's going to come on the podcast, and um, it's we're so looking forward um, to that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we have building, like, we have buildings stuff yeah, going Missio on. Yeah, up the and, campaign. And Father Doug moved on too. Oh yeah, right. Father Doug moved on, which we were all super super sad about. But he's at Saint Elizabeth. I mean, yes, yeah, right. That's down a the hop. Yeah, we still have Father Jesse. Few. <laughs> um, and so, and there's like the library. There's a library. I got to actually see it. I know it's so. cool. It is amazing. It's like kind of sad that that building has been. You know, I think a lot of people are sad that like it's been renovated and changed. But it's so cool. What do you mean renovated and changed? 
like that upper level, a lot of cool stuff happened there for a lot of people. And so the fact that it's gone, like their room is gone. You know, like where, I I, where they that. had their conversion, where they had their RCA. Oh. And so, you know, you're connected to people connect yeah. to places. Yeah, obviously. right. Um, but it's a it's going to be a really cool place for so the school and the church. Talk about that. So like. That is just like a metaphor for everything. Like what is you, which the is, space? Yeah, no, just being connected to like the past and the, but you, it's gone. Like yeah. that upper room is it's not there yeah. anymore. And so. I think kind of from a faith perspective, how do we or what do we do in these big shifts and changes to stay grounded? Like, what do you do to stay grounded? Because your faith has to shift a little bit, like, right? Oh, 100%. Right. Like, throughout all this transition, I've been thinking about, like, like for me, responsibility is a real thing now. It was real before. I was a pretty responsible person before I got married. But, like... Now I'm taking care of Emily and she's taking care of me. But in a unique way, I was talking to a friend about this the other day. Like I feel the weight of responsibility. Like this is my family. Right. I own this. I have to take care of this. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's a lot for one person. Right. And it's just going to get harder. And so for me, my faith has been uh, like, it's all about trust. And I know that's so cliche, but like I have been driven to trust in God these last few weeks and I've been challenged to like really see where his graces are coming in. Right. Um, like just little things like little consolations, little, little moments of peace where I'm like, okay, it's going to be okay. He's here. He's got me. And so I've, I've really been pushed to like step into the unknown and trust, but also I can hear the spirit being like, Tom, you need to be more aware of where I'm working. Right. Um, so for me, my faith, it like, I just need to slow down. Right. Uh, with all this busyness going on, like it is so important to have stillness so you can see these. This is at least what I've been talking to Emily about in our prayer time is like, I need still. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, it's amazing because if I make time for God in all this transition and craziness, he shows up. Yeah. And so uh, honestly, I, I feel closer to him during the transition than I have in a long time. I think that since there's been different spaces in my life where there has been transition I've kind of learned to be like okay instead of because I'm really I'm probably loyal to a fault and so I just I like things to stay exactly if they're like if it ain't broke yeah don't fix it like if the upper room is working and we're meeting there don't fix it like you know what I mean it was gross it did need to be it did need to be updated you know, in um, I with the kids, it's like I finally got the hang of this like stay at home mom gig. I finally got it, and now it's changing. And so I've just never been great with letting go of, even if it's even hard. Like I've never, at least I can ex- know what to expect. Mm. So like to go into uh, the new and like uh, um, might be uncomfortable because I'm just not used to whatever it is. Um, has been rough for me, but like, um, in one of the transitions recently, uh, there was somebody here actually on staff that said, you know, um, we have to look to the beauty of what is coming, right? We, we've lost a little bit and, and we can be sad and we can, uh, we can mourn a little bit, but we also have to be joyful about what is, what is coming. Yeah. 
And so that I've tried to be a little bit more joyful in the mm. transition where that's just not really my, I like complain a lot. Yeah. Like this is terrible. <laughs> Let's just all freeze and stay exactly because this and growing is, you know, it's very cliche to liken it to a butterfly, but it, it is like that rough, that is. nasty <laughs> cocoon part is gross. That yeah. transitional part right. is gross. And then you see something beautiful after it. So I've tried really hard to point out just the joy, the joy in like my kids getting older, like, yeah. like that I'm lucky, like I'm super blessed that I have kids that are getting older and, and they're great, you know, like, but it takes me really talking to Jesus and being like, I have to be grateful for what's coming as well. I think that's really, uh, really wise. I don't know. It's a good point. Like we always say like, okay, have hope in the future. Good things are coming. Rarely have I heard it defined as like beautiful things are coming, right? Like God is continuing to paint. He's continuing to create. He's working through us. He's working through this place and our lives are changing. And so I think that's an important thing for anyone to remember in transition, that beautiful things are coming. Uh, Transformation is happening and it's always good with God. Have you like, have you had a chance? So you've said like, I can only think about those beautiful things in the future in my prayer time. Have you had a chance to like start working on those? Can you identify those in your life? Because I mean, the transition for you, it's been a couple months, right? Like they're right. You've been like gearing up to put them in school, right. right? You like stopped the youth ministry thing here. Yeah. Like, so can you see what beautiful things might be coming? No. What? I, I'm still, I, I think. What about I'm this still... retreatment? I set you up. Yeah. Talk about the retreat ministry. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I don't know. See, and that's the thing is that I think part of it is just, I, I think I'm opening myself up to be surprised by the beautiful things because I think that sometimes what I do in times of transition is I busy myself mm. so that I'm like, okay, this is the next thing. I'm going to work on this next thing and this next thing is going to be so great. It's going to be so wonderful. But there's really no replacing um, the experience of 15 years of getting to mud, like very hands-on mother my kids. And, and so there's really not that next thing that I can – put in place that could there's like really no comparing and so I tend to do that like just fill those gaps in with stuff or with goals or with um mm. or with to kind of gloss over the more yeah yeah like let's just get to the next thing yeah. let's plan the next big event I remember v- so vividly on January 1st of this year 2019 Junior and I uh my mom had given us a date. So, uh, the night before. And so we went out, I don't know what, I don't know. We didn't even do anything. I think, yeah, right. So, but that morning we went to a diner and we were having breakfast and, um, junior says, so like, what are your new year's resolutions? And before I could even tell him what I thought they would be, I started crying in the middle of the diner and he's like, what is going on? He's like, I just asked a question. Yeah, I just what was like, we on? do this all the time. Like, do you have New Year's? <laughs> and, and it was because I had, I had not even processed the idea that this next year was going to be such a huge transition for me. And when I thought about the next big thing, like, what is the thing? What is my goal? What is my, I just couldn't even fathom what it might be. So I think... I haven't really seen the joy. Just the idea that I'm trying to step into the idea that there could be joy, that there could be beautiful things beyond this is kind of my active resistance. That's your, of, no, I think that's, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Have you, so like if we would have done this podcast a month ago, 
Yeah. Maybe two months ago. Uh, it would have sounded a lot different. Oh, yeah. Because we would have been in the midst of that. I mean, mourning is the wrong... For me, it's the wrong word, right? Like, I'm mourning my bachelorhood. I don't know. <laughs> it, is, it was kind of nice just like... And anyway. So, but like, it, it would have sounded right. a lot different. It right? would have. How long do you think that period takes? I mean, I know it's not like a definite, definite amount of time. Like, do you think it like you wane back and forth between like... Yeah, I think I have to talk myself up. I think, you know, I think anybody who goes through transition, especially into the unknown, like I think that you have to go back and forth. And that's why I'm finding so much how beautiful our Catholic faith is in that those little consolations that you said um, are so important. Yeah. And and I that, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I didn't really have a word for it, but there are little consolations. It That's doesn't have to term. be this grand like yeah. your life now is planned, Elisa. No, right. You know? I, mean, I think that's how God speaks. It really is in little ways. You know, it's in the people that come. To, like literally, I've been stressed about like, oh my gosh, I'm married, and like my job happens on the weekend and after the work day. How am I going to be home with my wife? And God has sent me so many people to help this year. Right. Like. The Lord is there. Right. Uh, We just have to be kind of like in tune with it. And I think something comes from, there's like graces that come from just this idea of wanting to do his will. Right. If he sees that we are like, okay, this transition is really hard for me, but whatever's next, I want it to give you glory or I want to do your work in the world. I don't want it to be about me. I think that he um, really takes that desire and, prods it along Mm. and helps you move it along because that's I think that that's a good in transition that's a really good place to go back to is um like this is my ship the world is my ship it's not my home so like what am I doing in this next place that I'm going to to um like really spread the gospel. Like that's what we're supposed to be disciple. But that's you're exactly right. That's like a very mature spiritual thing to do though. And something that I think is worth like stating plainly and keeping in mind for going through transition is like, you have to do transition in the midst of prayer. Right. And you have, you can say the beautiful thing about our faith being a Catholic. We were talking about this earlier is that you can bring all of your humanness to your prayer. God, I don't want to do this. God, I want this. I think I want this. Right. But ultimately ending up saying, but you know, if you want something different, I want to want that. Right. Like your will be done. And he'll conform your will to his. He will. And it's not in a, it's not, (laughs) as I'm speaking, I'm realizing some things. It's not in a forceful way. No. He's a gentleman, like he's a gentleman, yeah. and he, your will conforms to his, out of joy, through joy, right. where where goodness is, God is leading you, and uh, but it takes it takes humility and it takes that prayer sacrifice of like, a lot of I, times, like God, I really want this, <laughs> yeah. or at least I think I do, and right. if it's not what you want, I want to want what you want, right, uh, and so. Yeah. But that takes like a lot of work and a lot of energy. It's a, I, I honestly like, and I'm not trying to toot our horns. It's a, it's a really, it's a mature spiritual thing to do to, to not be a child, to not be like, I want, I want, I want to right. say, I want, but I understand. Right. I understand that. That's, well, and honestly, I understand that whatever you have for me is, is what is 
best. Is, is what is best and where when I am fully myself, I'm fully like who you created me to be, yeah. right? And so if I step more fully into that person. Um, but I also think it's fine to give yourself space to be sad about having to transition out of things or to be worried about transitioning. Or angry, right. Or whatever. Whatever yeah. it is, yeah. you know, to um to be human mm-hmm. um because changes change can be really, really difficult. Yeah. Um so I wanna talk about sorry, did I cut you no, off? No, no, you're fine. I wanna talk about some like practical things. Like what has helped you in your transition? Like have relationships helped you? Have like we talked about prayer. But yeah. like what do you do? when you're kind of feeling the weight of transition? I think that it is, again, I mean, we always get back to community, but I think I do have a couple of people that really kind of have been there for 15 years. Mm Junior is one of them. But Mm -hmm. just um, to let, to talk about it, you know, like this really, um, this really is rough and I'm going to need help through it. I'm going to need to talk it out and talk my feelings out as (laughs) As funny as that sounds, but no. no, like just having people around that like get it and not Feelings trying to surreal. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> not well, sometimes, you know, like I'm like firstborn, like you yeah. handle it, you take care right. of it. You just right. don't, sometimes don't be a baby about it. Right. Right. <laughs> so to have people who are, are, um, and also there have been some transitions recently where people have kind of moved out of like my immediate life onto other things. And I think Hmm. something that has been really helpful is to let them know how much to like verbally say, not in a bad way. No, to verb. No, they no, like they've moved on or whatever to verbally say, this is what you've been to me. This is how you've influenced me to kind of have that. I mean, I don't know that it's closure, but I think, well, no, kind of, because like you're naming, like you're, you're leaving my life in a way. Right. And I've really appreciated you. See ya. You're kind right. of saying goodbye. Yeah. And I think that's closure. I think that's a good yeah. thing to do. Right. I'm not going to do that with my kids because they still live in my house. No, God. God. <laughs> yeah. No, they're always going to be your kids. But they're right. But there, there have been some ways that. So just kind of having, I think having like grown up conversations is really important. I'm starting to learn that grown up conversations <laughs> are hard. No, no, no. They are I used hard. To, I used so to hard. avoid uncomfortable conversations like the plague. Mm. Right? Like, I just, I'm going to pretend, we're just going to pretend, pretend, pretend until it doesn't feel as awkward as it feels right now. Yeah. And then I've just gotten to a point where I've realized, oh, like, you're supposed to just sit across from each other or be on the phone and be like, X, Y, and Z. Like, listen, cut it out. <laughs> listen, this is how I feel. How do you feel? And just kind of work on right, it instead right. of, but yeah, I think during this transitional time, it's just been a lot of like, processing with people instead of just like trying to do it on my own and be like okay on my own um like talk to people about the stuff that's going on because it's like going on for a lot of us yep yep what about you uh two things i think that i've really noticed about myself and need to correct especially in moments of transition um i self-medicate with the phone I literally, this is huge for me, deactivated my Twitter. <gasps> Not even deleted it off my phone, like deleted my account. Oh, so the handle Tom Karani is available if anyone wants it. <laughs> Don't do that. You'll be back. But literally, like it was a, I did this for Facebook a long time ago too. It's just a waste of time. Mm-hmm. 
someone posted on Facebook the other day. I still have my Facebook. Someone posted on Facebook the other day, like the seven deadly sins and their equivalent in social media. <gasps> what? So it was like lust was Tinder, pride was Instagram, like envy. Yes. Or no, no wonder Instagram Twitter is my was, favorite. <laughs> Twitter was wrath. It was so funny. It was so, so funny. True. But oh my anyway, God. so like I when when I sense that like this is going to be difficult and I have to think things through, I just go to my phone. Mm. I go to social media. I go to Netflix. Right. And so it's taken a lot of self-control to be like, no, I'm distracting myself from reality here. Right. It's uncomfortable. I need to think this through. I need to deal with this. That is so real mature. Really hard. And so like paired with that, I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong with leisure. Right. There's nothing wrong with getting away. And so I've, I haven't done this yet, but I really need to start getting away in healthy ways. So like going fishing or like oh, that sounds amazing. kayaking or yes. hunting or Stand hiking up burning. or read a book at Zilker or something like, like, you know, getting away in healthy ways. Right. And so um, I think that getting married is like the best time to do this because I like oh, yeah. can't watch YouTube to go to bed anymore. I could, but that's weird to yeah. like, it's weird. Right. Uh, I've been yelled at about it too, so I can't Good. do it. I can't do Good it anymore. Job, Emily. So, so it's, it's stuff like that. It's like realizing that I need to engage in a healthy way. Right. But when I do need to pull back, doing that in a healthy way too. Junior and I scored another date night like a week, no, three days ago. And yeah. we went to Town Lake from Pflugerville. So fun. It was so, and it was so good. It was so good to be yeah. in Austin and everybody's, you know, they have their dogs and it yeah. was so yeah. I totally can identify with trying to do a healthier setup. Well, this is such a great city to do healthy things mm-hmm. in. Yeah. And we're so privileged to be able to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to be, um, today I'm going to go to Town Lake and it's stand up. Do or, nothing. Right, right. Do nothing. Yep. That's, I'm going to be doing a lot of that for the yep. first like month of school. I'm just going to go explore. Because That's I awesome. have, I've been, you know, like when you're a mom and you have kids everywhere, you don't even do, you don't do anything anything people have by told, yourself people have told me and emily they're like before you have god kids have kids god willing if we have kids right uh you just need to like sleep in and mm-hmm. do fun things no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> forget the fun things sleep in <laughs> sleep in sleep in it's, it's the most magical thing that's another it's gone transition forever. that we'll deal with at some <gasps> oh yeah yeah point in the future yeah but yeah, so um, so yeah, I, I think I'm excited. A little bit of excitement and a little bit of sadness. I think that's yeah. normal for any transition, um, even here at St. Louis, right? Yeah, and so as this community kind of goes through transition here, you know, we we want to support each other and and build each other up and really look toward the beautiful things that God is planning here at St. Louis and in our lives and the beautiful things He's done already. It's so cool. It's so cool. Well, we are so glad that you've joined us again, um, finally back together. Um, if you uh, enjoyed this podcast, uh, you can like and subscribe and tell your friends, tell your new, if there's any new parishioners out there, you can be like, hey, this is something really cool we've got going on That they do parish. sometimes. <laughs> when they feel, no, no, no. We'll be it's, more regular. No, 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 no. It's getting back to regular, yeah. regular podcasting. So anyway, um, yeah, like and subscribe. And go be church. 